This is a previously recorded episode. The show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and I've been asked to make the following announcement. With a combined weight of over 1,000 pounds, broadcasting live from Royal Oak, Michigan, this is the Top Rope Review. Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. Let's get back to ringside. I cannot believe Hogan would scoop that at all. The flying elbow. Punch the line. It's over. We have a new champion. Wrestling fans, are you WrestleMania 3 at the Silver Dome in Pontiac, Michigan. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. Welcome to episode 48 of the Top Rope Review, Detroit's number one source for pro wrestling and the official podcast home of Michigan's longest running independent wrestling promotion, XICW. We are a proud part of the Podcast Detroit Network and the Point of Interest Podcast Network, and we are broadcasting live from Podcast Detroit Studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. And I am your favorite host... Josh Schramm. And again, just like last week, I'm feeling glorious. glorious. So I'm, I'm glad that you guys are here with me today. And I am joined in studio, as always, by this guy to my right here. He's hailing from your local comic book store, weighing in at three stacks of comic books. Nerdy Nate! <laughs> or Wookie Will. Whatever um, you want to call I like him. to be called Mike's favorite podcast host. <laughs> and Speaking I definitely weigh more than three stacks of comic books. <laughs> Did I say well more than? Uh, well, I didn't say how big the so. stacks yeah, were. Be, you know. Um, so this is actually uh, Will's uh, theme music from back when he was in uh, the independent scene. It's good. I like it. For the brief minute. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> you're in there for a little while. Yeah. It's... Um, uh, you were you were like the staff indie- punk, so it's always good. You're you're like yeah. the uh, poor man's Daniel Bryan. You had you were you know in your moment of greatness, you were about to win a title, and then you had the main event ripped from you from a career career ending injury. So also, uh, well, Mike's not here today. He's at MIS being a redneck, and um, we but we also That's actually have- our old stomping grounds. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> Working security, yeah. Ooh. And uh, last but not least, we are joined by our Twitter valet, Tabitha. Yay! Little, little daily <laughs> music for you. Perfect. So yeah, this is Top Rope Review, episode 48. And uh, Will, how do you feel that we are so close to uh, a milestone episode here? Actually, technically two milestones, if you th- really think about it. We're, we're almost to our 50th episode of this uh, wonderful, wonderful wrestling program but also, we're getting close to our year pod anniversary here at Podcast Detroit. 
How are yeah, you feeling? I'm pretty excited. Just the fact that Podcast Detroit's grown so much since we've it's um, unbelievable. Yeah, since we've joined. Now that it's this huge studio, three three different studios. There's like 70 shows now in the network. Like like we're now kind of like the some of the old school yeah, shows. Old school shows. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we're we're uh, we're gonna have to lay on the mat and put over some other shows because <laughs> yes. our our uh, time has passed. Here, I actually but... uh, helped a show go live last week. They, yeah. they had some issues, and I jumped in, got them going on the board. You're, so. you're part of the old guard here. <laughs> yeah. You've been here since uh, – you know, we we are actually, I think – I mean, I don't remember exactly when uh, Podcast Detroit started, but I know that we're one of the older guard. We're pretty close to the to the start. You know, they, a couple, few months before we uh, – I mean, obviously, IT and the D has been going for quite some time, but that, you know, Podcast Detroit itself has been um, – that wasn't around too long before we jumped on the ship here. So, yeah, we're definitely like in the first like batch of like twenty, thirty shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now they're up to like yeah, 70. not like the original five or anything, yeah, but just like yeah, we're there's already shows that have came and gone on the network, and we're still going strong. <laughs> shows that have come and gone. Yes, I'm very intimidated by your camera here. Well, you're are you Facebook live right now? Yeah, 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 we're Facebook live right now. Okay, good to know. Hey, Facebook, is anybody actually watching? We got a few people watching, jumping in and out. So. Okay, okay, <laughs> a few. So Will's Will's mom and my mom are both watching. Um, I'm not friends with my mom on Facebook. Oh, but I think she. Well, thinks, I am though. I so. think she thinks we're friends though because whenever I tag Matt and Jenny in anything, she likes it. <laughs> so I think she thinks we're friends because every once in a while I pop up on statuses. Well, isn't that's the whole <laughs> thing though? Is that you just got to make sure your parent, you know, if your parents don't understand uh, Instagram or Facebook or any of that stuff, you just you know. You don't teach them. You just let them <laughs> let them yeah. float along. Um, so, Will, what are we drinking today in the studio? Well, I'm drinking a monster, but what are you drinking over there? Drinking some wheat beer from Fallen Down Beer Company. That's they right. Are delicious. Um, it's not the Zen Panda like I hope. I was One wondering day. if you were going to give your One day Zen we were going to get some Zen Panda going. He's going to get it and he's going to not like it or something. Uh, have you, ha- have you had it? Yeah, we had it at, at that podcast meetup we did like – Six seven months ago, they had it. Okay, I wasn't yeah. sure if you. I wasn't sure if this was one of those things where you'd actually had it, or you were just like, "I love the name and it's green tea. Oh, it's perfect." You know, because you because you're you have a tendency to like, "I love the branding of this. I must have it." You know, like, yeah, no, no, we had it. I, I thought it was fantastic when we had it that one time, and I've been trying to get it ever since. But if you guys go there, let them know that Will sent you. They'll give you a look and then say. Oh, I mean, I mean podcast I Detroit say, well, yeah. or IT and D, and they'll give you a dollar off your first pint. So it's pretty exciting stuff. Check cool, it out. Cool. Oh, good food there too. Yeah. I also want to let everyone know that um, Scarlet and Graves is a, one of our awesome sponsors at this show, and they make clothes for limitless, limitless, awesome people that are reaching, trying to reach their top potential. Um, and uh, so. Scarlet and Graves and the show, we want you to be one of those people as well. So and we want you to have some fresh, fresh gear. So we want you to go over to ScarletAndGraves.com and use our promo code TOPROPE10 to receive 10% off your order. Plus, if you uh, spend $35 or more, you also get free shipping with your order. So go over to ScarletAndGraves.com and pick up some awesome shirts, hats, other clothing. Lots of tank tops. Tank tops, yeah. yeah. So it's really cool. I'm not wearing my – it was really hot, so I couldn't wear black today. I needed to wear a light shirt because I was sweating my butt off. But um, 
Yeah, we're normally wearing our Scarlet Graves clothes here in the studio. I'm kind of bummed, though, because I forgot to get that Ohio's for Killers hat. I know. I did, too. <laughs> well, remember, I told you I was going to grab you one, and I totally yeah. forgot to grab them for either one of us. That's, a, that's okay. We're going to be seeing those dudes on September 11th when they defend their titles at the next XICW uh, event at their Imperial House. Speaking so. of that, hopefully we'll see some people tonight at the Ritz for XICW Proving Grounds. Yes, Proving Grounds the season finale. Should be pretty exciting. Yep. And we'll get right into that in a second. I just, But before we do that, I want to remind everybody that uh, you, if you want to get in on the action uh, of this show, you can tweet us at Top Rope Review or you can call us in studio. We're in studio one today, and I'm sure that Tab has tweeted that out to yeah, people that were in studio one today. And the number here in the studio is? 248-579-5295. Perfect. So give us a call. And, hey, um, big shout-out to Tim Cole for finally being a man and calling in last <laughs> week. I'm just kidding. I love you, Tim. I'm at this point that Tim Cole's not watching this Facebook Live video right now. Yeah, Tim, what are you doing? <laughs> What what could you possibly have that's more important to do right now than to be watch the Facebook so Live? Sexy, my sexy face here. Will's probably just videotaping him. He's <laughs> at his face. He's just well, no, the only reason I know he's not doing that is because I can see the reflection in his glasses. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. But, but and WWE is super crazy this week. There's a lot to talk about. But before we dive into that, I want to I want to let everyone know what's going on tonight. Um, we have like Will said. We have XICW Proving Ground 6. It's the final event for Season 1. Um, and, you know, the, Proving Ground is the most fan-interactive pro wrestling show in history. I mean, they let fans book matches. They do all sort like, fans uh, decide the outcomes, decide who's going, um, you know, who's going where, who's who's moving on in their tournament, the Wrestling with a Vet tournament, and it's... It's just an awesome experience for the fans. So this, you definitely want to get down to the Ritz tonight. Five thirty p.m. is the bell time. Um, make sure you get there because I mean it's a it's not a big venue, so there's not a lot of place. So you want a lot of places to sit. So you definitely want to get down there as quickly as you can. And you know you can listen. You're listening to us on the podcast Detroit app, so you can bring that right into the Ritz with you. But I want to run down the card real quick, and if we have any. Um, you know, insights or opinions, obviously we will share them with you. So, um, and I'm looking to you, Will, because you're always very opinionated with wrestling. Wrestling. Yes. <laughs> so, all right. So uh, we got the the fin- finale of the Wrestling with the Vet tournament. You have DBA and Jay Mannard, who have both been on the show, um, versus the mysterious Movado and newcomer Dre Jacobs. Um, we've seen all of these guys wrestle several times. We saw Dre Jacobs wrestle in Ohio as well. Tab and I did. Uh, it oh, should yeah. be a pretty good match. Um, and looking forward to it. We're actually and we we were scheduled to have Mysterious Movado on the show a couple weeks ago, but we had a little bit of a snafu with that. But we were definitely still in negotiations would to have him on the show. Would you say he mysteriously disappeared? Yeah, I would. I would say that. <laughs> um, so, but we're still. He's still going to be on the show. We're just looking for another date that works for everybody's schedules. So that. We're looking forward to that. That's going to be an awesome show when that happens. Um, we also have XICW Proving Ground champion Congo Kong uh, versus Volu- Volatile. Vi- oh, thank you. Volatile Turbulence Paul Bowser. Um, that should be interesting because we've seen Paul Bowser beat a lot of people up, but Congo Kong is quite the monster. So, you know, should be one of those really hard hitting. I like all how over the you place. said quite the monster as you pick up your monster can. I did. <laughs> Funny. Sponsor, sponsor us. <laughs> Coca Cola, please sponsor us. 
send us some surge for Will. Yes, the monster for Josh. Anyway, we have um, something that I'm really looking forward to. The Scarbonis are facing Super Future, Palmer Cruz, and Xavier uh, Walker in a Loser Leaves Proving Ground match. Loser Leaves XICW. It says it says both on the flyer. Um, and so they, those guys have been feuding for a while. We talked about that a bit on the show when we had Super Future on the show. And um, it's interesting. It's an interesting end to see it come to. And I, I'm... I'm I'm really, you know, it's. I think it'll. It's going to suck either way because I think those are two. Those are four really great wrestlers that uh, we don't want to see any of them leave. But you know, this is if this is what it's got to come to. If the you know if XICW isn't big enough for the for the two teams, then that's what we got to do. Are you videotaping your own face now, Will, or what are you doing? No. <laughs> I saw you clicking some buttons. I was I was well. a little scared. You're not putting like a filter on me. I look like a dog or something. Carl uh, Sanders. <laughs> that, that did put a filter on you. Yeah, you're like your skin's pink and your hat's like a turquoise now. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Anyway, uh, we have Jamie Cox, who is um, Mike's favorite wrestler, against a sick Rick Matrix. That should be a pretty hard hitting, all over the place match. Definitely have the fans out of their seats, uh, getting out of the way because there'd be some crazy stuff going on. Uh, we have MM3 and Atlas Hightower versus Joey Edwards and Chuck Wagon. Um, and that that uh, looks to be a pretty intense match. Um, we have OI4K member Kyle Maverick versus Pokemon Lengo in a fight for your spot match. And these, I don't know if um, I'm not really sure um, what the fight for your spot match means, but I'm, I'm my assumption is that it has to do with uh, the cast for the next season of Proving Ground. Um, so. And then we also have Trey Miguel, another OI4K member and a person who's been on our show, uh, versus Blake Acumen in another fight for your spot match. Um, and so that that I really – and, Will, you've uh, – in your previous life as a wrestler, you have wrestled um, – um, well, you have shared a locker room with Trey. I don't, have you ever wrestled – you probably wrestled Trey in like a battle royale or something, I mean. Yeah, I don't think we ever had any singles competitions, me and Trey. Yeah. Um, there was a big weight difference between the two of yeah. us, so we never need <laughs> not in the same weight class. Yeah, he so. was yeah. mainly wrestling the smaller guys, and I was mainly doing tag stuff. So that's cool, though. Just worth a little TXW shout out for yes. you. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then um, the finally, and the thing I'm most intrigued by, um, Aaron Ti is doing an open challenge um, on the flyer. There's just a big question mark, so I'm I'm really interested to see. Who uh, kind of comes out of the shadows tonight for this? You know, who answers the call? If uh, you know who they who who might be, you know, maybe backstage and not booked and needs, you know, or or maybe 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 someone from XICW's past looked on uh, looked on their the Facebook and saw that there, there was this opportunity. They're going to just show up and surprise everybody. Are you hoping? Eddie Venom shows up. Oh, that's who I'm, that's always, who I'm hoping. I'm always <laughs> hoping Eddie Venom <laughs> yeah, shows up. Um, one of our, one of, I would say, shows best friends here. I mean, we've had him on twice, so and he's he's great, Jay Adams. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, that's it's a that's a toss between him and Hakeem Zine. So wow, I know I said wow. that wrong. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. Wow about. <laughs> Joe Coleman, I just want to say that I'm really sorry that Will's hurting your feelings right now. <laughs> I thought he was going to say Joe Coleman. I, I was did like, too. what? Hakeem's great, but you uh, know. Yeah, and, and Joe, you know. Joe's an Joe. Yeah, Joe's an afterthought, <laughs> apparently. 
<laughs> so I hope I he's I hope been, he's for been, once he's Joe been giving is not me some, listening tonight. Um, He's been giving me some tips on some good hot spots for Pokemon Go. So I saw, I saw that. <laughs> Although I heard that there weren't as many Squirtles where you went as he told you that there would be. We weren't looking for Squirtles. I was looking for Charmanders. That's whatever. <laughs> tomato, wow. tomato. Completely different. Okay. God. <laughs> Nerd. Anyway, so yeah, that so that's XICW Proving Ground. That's tonight um, at five thirty at the Ritz in Warren. I think it's on Hoover. So get out there, check it out. It's going to be an awesome show. Um, need a little something to tide you over until we get to our next XICW event on September 11th. Yeah, so that's that. So let's dive into this week in WWE. Are you Facebook living the entire show? Uh, <laughs> I haven't decided yet. Whatever, I, I would like you to stop. <laughs> We have okay. our most viewers right now that we've had the whole time. Okay. We're just starting to build momentum right okay. now. Okay. So So you want to, Will, do you want to dive right into the juiciest bit of news that we have for this uh for this week? Sure. Cool. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Which, Here. So, there's so much Here. news. What, what what do you want to discuss? Do you want oh. to do You were videotaping yourself, you <laughs> asshole. Tab's watching this. She knows what we're doing. I was on oh. it for a minute. I was just making sure he wasn't doing so. anything crazy. Um are Will's we talking about the, the hot uh seat. Are we seat, talking about Will. Finn Balor being injured and having to give up the newly crowned WB Universal title? Do you or are we talking about Brock Lesnar and Jericho, Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton, the fine suspension? Like what's there's a lot of hot news happening this week. Well, first of all, I feel like that's two news articles. There's the the Finn Balor injury, and then there's the Brock stuff that kind of all revolves around the same thing. So, yeah. I want to I want to jump right into the Brock stuff. Obviously, we'll get to Finn, and we'll, you know, there's new titles and the stuff with the Miz and Daniel Bryan. Um, but man, my arm already hurts. How are you doing this for so long? <laughs> like, yeah, I was wondering. Hey, the same thing. Will, good shoulders. Uh, literally, my grandma says hi. <laughs> Oh, geez. Hey, shout out. <laughs> Hi, Grandma. Thanks for watching. This is my grandma's favorite podcast. I don't know if you knew that. Yes. At least we're, we're So she said hi to you. Guess. Let's see if she says hi to me if I switch the camera around. Hey, Grandma. <laughs> Say hi. You're not supposed to like Will more than me. I'm your own, I'm your own family here. Look, Tab's behind me. Dun, dun. Okay, I'm giving this back to Will. I'm sick of holding it. <laughs> The funny thing is that you were holding that with the camera on yourself, but you weren't actually talking. You were just so like people had, were hearing me talk so and then watching. Just, I had just switched face. it because yeah, I was about sure to. You asked me a question, uh-huh. okay? They just yeah. want to see his reactions, you know, the whole time. <laughs> you asked me a question, so I switched. yeah. They just—it's just a video of you reacting to what I'm saying. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Yeah. So. There was a lot of hubbub in WWE this week because of the way that SummerSlam end, ended last week um, with, you know, the TKO finish with Randy Orton, Randy Orton getting busted over the head, um, 10 staples in his forehead. Um, that in itself was a huge thing. And um, what's come out now, it seems like, is that that was the plan um, and that the... I don't know at what point Randy knew what the plan was, but he knew going in and that, you know, I think what uh, what it seems like happened to me is that the plan was to cut him hard way, but that, that people kind of freaked out because they didn't realize um, 
like Brock cut him real good, and then he was bleeding like a lot more than people ever usually bleed in wrestling. Well, and um, WWE has been so anti-blood the last four or five years. You know? Yeah, but they've they've very I feel like very clearly established, especially this year, that rules do not apply to Brock Lesnar. Nothing applies to Brock Lesnar, which is yeah, except well, that he's still obligated to wear his Jimmy John shorts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So wait, so it's a little side question. Okay. Do you think Jimmy John's regrets sponsoring Brock Lesnar more than New Era regrets sponsoring Fred Durst? Uh, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> which which company regretted their lifetime sponsorship? Did they actually re- sponsor him? My understanding was they sponsored him, which is why he always wore a blank New Era hat. Oh. And he always wore it backwards, so their logo was showing, because he was sponsored by them. It was like a lifetime sponsorship. Really, hmm. I, I could that. be wrong. It could be I'm gonna have to look that up later. But yeah, that's huh. Well, I su- I still think I would regret Fred Durst more than I would Brock Lesnar. But that's just me. Daniel Lawrence is not happy that we're talking about Fred Durst. He said he didn't <laughs> like your shirt either, Josh. Yeah, he said he's not a fan. And then your grandma said she liked me. She said she loved you. Yeah, <laughs> pretty intense. Anyways, <laughs> easy freak. No, <laughs> you talking to me. No, I'm talking to my grandma. Uh, so. Okay, cool. I don't care whose shirt you like. Stop watching. I don't care. We don't need your view. Get out of here. So. You don't even like wrestling. But yeah, I mean, I, I, just, I just feel You're like when, idiot, it comes to, when it comes to Brock Lesnar, they just, it's what, I can't, we've talked about this numerous times. It's, they think he's big money and they just, they, you know, they just don't care. Well, so here's my official statement as a fan and I wanted to get to this today. I think maybe when they first – what's going on? Uh, Danny just said wrestling for life. <laughs> <laughs> Did you spell it with a four, the number four and an, a Y where the I should be in life? No. He's not a true fan. Oh, OK. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Too sweet me, bro. <laughs> no, well, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to Danny, but whatever. Um, yeah, so – I think that, like, as a wrestling fan, when so when Brock first came back, I was ex- I was excited to not like super excited, but I feel like anytime like someone comes back, yeah, I'm gonna I might have to take you off of Facebook Live. Well, we're going off Facebook Live anyways. I'm losing my connection. Oh, good. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> thank God, thank God that's over. Ugh. Anyway, um, are you still doing it? Just looking at your face. Yes. <laughs> um, so, you know, and Brock, I think when he first came back, they were booking him like a, like normal, like you would think, you know, he would win some matches, he would lose some matches, and he wouldn't lose to anybody. He would just lose to, like, you know, the biggest star in the company or the guy who's the CE, COO, you know, and is going to be taking over the company when Vince, you know, retires and all that sort of stuff. And, um, and yes, when I say retire, I mean die. Because that's when Vince is going to retire is when he dies. Yeah, that's true. Um, but then post-streak, Brock really means re- – Brock is stale. Br- Brock is boring. Um, when I watch wrestling, I'm not – you know, I, I'm not – I want to see like an entertaining contest where guys have put together a match that's supposed to tell a story and and be entertaining and they and they do spots that are you know that look cool and that sort of stuff and Brock just comes out 
and does the same move over and over again. He's either he either suplexes you or ground and pound. That's all he does. Because they're trying to, I don't know, like they're trying to just pretend it's a UFC match. And so, oh, so sorry, he also does the Kaimura lock. Um, and it's boring. And I don't, and also he hasn't lost to anyone since he beat Undertaker. So if you know, and he, and not only that, he hasn't lost and they don't make his matches. His matches aren't booked to look competitive at all. So after, you know, how many, how, how long has it been? So it's, what has it been, three years since the streak? Sorry, he did lose one match to The Undertaker. He's, like, he's lost The Undertaker. That's pretty much it. That, that is, yeah. And no, it's that just is been, it. he's been destroying people afterwards. And so in the three years since he broke the streak, I, it's he's not a draw anymore. He's it, his matches are the same thing, and this is what Dean Ambrose said. He said that Brock is lazy when it comes to booking, and Brock does, is not creative. He doesn't want to do anything. He just wants to go out and do his thing. And I think that it's a real disservice to. I, I don't think he's a draw. I don't think fans care anymore. And I don't. And I think that it's a disservice to people like Orton, who's a twelve-time champion. He's one of the best wrestlers like in-ring performers that they have on the roster and he has been for a while and you know they they put in here's his return match that you want to make someone returning from injury look good and he goes out and he gets squashed yeah just and basically just get injured again yeah why what it's i like i i think i well, i like i've decided after watching that that like, like that's the last Brock Lesnar match that I'm going to watch. Like the next time he has a match on a pay-per-view, I'm just not going to watch it. I'm going to turn it off. I'll tell you a secret. I know I, they don't care. No, I haven't watched it yet. I've had no it's, desire it's to watch so, it. It's, it's I, nothing. It's, it's nothing. It's boring. You know, I, I watched, I've watched all of SummerSlam except for the Lesnar match because I, I started SummerSlam late. I saw a bunch of things on the internet saying that it's not worth watching. I saw the pictures of Randy Orton's head busted open. I've read all these controversies about it. I have no desire to watch the match because I don't need to watch Randy Orton get beat up and busted open for no reason. Yeah. Well, the, so I will tell you the reason I didn't watch it live that night because um, we went to bed. Well, we, were at, we, had, we went to a funeral and we got yeah. back late. Um, but I, I watched it for one reason. I watched it because um, people, all of the hubbub on the internet about whether or not Brock went off the rails, Brock went off script – was all that stuff supposed to happen? So I wanted to see how how the finish happened because I wanted wanted to be able to talk about it on the show and like it's very uh, so people were very worried about it. But if you watch, so they have a match. There, there's it's mostly Brock doing what Brock does. They let Randy Orton get a little bit of offense in, but Brock, you know, and then at the end, Brock is doing some ground and pound on Randy. Um, he's pulling his punches bad. Like you can't even – you can tell he's not hitting him or – and then when he does hit him, it's like on the shoulder or on the – like on the back. And then at one point, he grabs Randy by the back of the head. He's very obviously trying to hit him with his elbow. He does it once. He cuts Randy open and then and then he continues to hit his arms or hit his – pull his punches, hit his arms or hit his back. So he wasn't like – People were trying to portray this as he went off the rails. He was really trying to beat him up. He was really trying. And it's like, no, it was very obvious that he wasn't, that he would like that. And so when you hear the story that, yes, they told him, 
you know, make him like graze him with your elbow and cut his head so we can get a little bit of blood. Like it looks that's what it looked like. It looks like all of it was fake. And then he did that one elbow, cut him open, and then that was it. Like, but then you could tell that the referee, like, and then Randy, like, started bleeding, like, a lot. So people freaked out. But also, the other thing that really screams that it was a work is that Shane McMahon came out and took an F5. Yeah. Like if 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 they were really mad at Brock and and stuff didn't go to like he's not going to be performing moves on people after the fact like yeah they were told to gather ring yeah yeah has there ever been any other wrestler that they've had so like you know they're making Brock seem like he's nobody can beat him has have they ever had anybody like that in the past not for this long against this this high of people yeah yeah I mean yeah. Not the quite the same way they've done it. I mean, they kind of had the Undertaker streak, I guess, at WrestleMania. Right, but know. he would lose matches all year long. Yeah, I mean, they had Rusev go up by a year about losing, but he was going against some pretty weaker guys. Yeah, once, usually once that's... Once he got in the big card picture, you know, and once Cena took him down, it, that was it. Another good example is, like, Shinsuke. Like, Shinsuke hasn't lost a match yet, but he won yeah. the championship, and now he will eventually lose. Like, he's yeah. not going to... I don't think... Asuka's lost shit either. At least not. Right, yeah, I don't think she has either. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's a good question though. But no, they've they've never booked booked anyone like they booked Brock. Um, and the other, the only other person that they've let have a schedule even similar to his is is Rock. Yeah. Well, I mean, for a while there, Jericho was on the anti Lesnar schedule. Jericho's only doing right, ha- but house Jericho, Jericho, like. But even then, Jericho is working like in one run, in like one run with that, he's worked more. Yeah, he probably yeah. worked more dates than Lesnar has since he came back in 2012. Yeah, no, for sure. Speaking of that, though, like, what do you think of the whole backroom indication between Jericho and Lesnar? Good segue. Um, so, I'm not, I'm well, I'm first, not surprised. First, for people who don't know about, why don't you explain? Okay, what yeah, so. Um, there was reports that there was a backstage altercation between Chris Jericho and Brock Lesnar after the match. And so um, the reports differ a little bit, but I'll give you the condensed version that kind of takes everything into account here. So it sounds like Jericho um, was watching the show, watching the match in the back. He was worried about Randy, and he was worried about Brock kind of going off script. So he came up to ask the producers – um, who the producer, I think for that match, was Michael P.S. Hayes um, from the Freebirds. And uh, he asked him, he said, "Was is this a work? Is that part of the finish? And, and uh, Hayes didn't answer him. So then he said, this is bullshit. And um, he was complaining, and no one was giving him any answers. And then Brock came through the curtain and called him a... a a word that rhymes with wussy starts with a P. Um, <laughs> and they started yelling at each other. And to- Brock told him to mind his own business. Um, and he pushed him. Jericho got in his face. Did kind of like the forehead to forehead uh, stare down thing. And like pushed. And then they were kind of like wrestling against you. Like wrestling each other. Like he like threw him against the wall and stuff. And then it, it took. Um, it took. Triple H and Vince McMahon to one scream at them and tell Jericho that it was a work that it was part of the show and and the, just to pull them apart. Um, it sounds like there's no heat on anybody that um, 
you know, I think that they weren't, they're not mad at Jericho for trying to figure this kind of stuff out and standing up for himself. Um, and then, so the other thing too, is that Jericho then talked to, with Randy and Randy, um, assured him that he knew it was coming. So, um, I'm not surprised. Um, Jericho loves the business. He, he cares about the boys. He, he's, he's always so, I don't know what his relationship like is like with Brock, but anytime there's a UFC dude or a UFC fan spouting trash on Twitter or in any sphere, he's always very quick to say, you know, yeah, we, you, you know, yeah, wrestling doesn't, you know, isn't legitimate fighting like that is, but you, like you guys couldn't do what we do. It's a lot more taxing. Like he loves the business and he's a huge defender of it. So, and he, and so it doesn't surprise me that he would, um, come to someone's defense like that. Not to mention, um, I, I want to say it's in his latest book. He talks about the time that, um, Batista bladed during a match when they weren't supposed to do that and how they all got fined though. And that Batista then paid everyone's fine, yeah. like 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 they find Jericho, they find if there were, I can't remember if there was someone else in the match. No, they find the referee. They find the ref and they they, they find the producer. The match. Yeah, that's who, yeah okay. Yeah, and they find and then Dave paid everyone's um, thing, and so to think that they're not doing anything to like one they made this part of the storyline when just a few years ago. Um, there was like a you know several thousand dollars in fines handed out to wrestlers for doing this, and that's not a storyline. That's what that's like what really happened backstage. Uh, obviously, we have this storyline now with you know they're fining Brock five hundred dollars, which that's which, which even that it's it's like an insult to. Well, so I think that's the point though, because I think that this is eventually setting up another Raw versus SmackDown era or not era angle, yeah, because you had a. You had Brock F. He won. He brutalized the SmackDown person. He beat up Shane afterward. He performed his move on Shane. And then Stephanie only gives out this small fine. When yeah. obviously, it, you know, even in story, it, de- it demands more than, you know, a $500 fine. Um, so, oh, and the other thing to note is that Jericho. Um, he has kind of like legit tough guy status in the back because of um, back when he got into a legitimate fight with Goldberg and whooped his ass back in WCW. Well, and, and so if the reports are true, he Jericho no way seemed like he was afraid of Lesnar either. He was ready to go tell tell of Lesnar, not afraid of him whatsoever. And so I see we hope that maybe this is a long con. To set up Lesnar, Jericho, that's also a work, and they're setting up. Well, because it cool, it makes sense though. Because I mean, Lesnar's been slowly taking out these top name bigger guys. So there's not a whole lot left for besides the possible chance of Goldberg Lesnar too. There's not a whole lot of possibilities of who we're going to see wrestle each other. I won't watch that match if that happens. So there's there's a chance that. I think Jericho makes sense. Jericho is still beloved by the fans. He's still a great worker. And he has the credit. I mean, he beat The Rock and Stone Cold in the same night. Yeah. Like, he has the credit to be... December 9th, 2001, Vengeance. Yeah. He has the credit to be a someone who can go toe-to-toe with, with Lesnar. And I, and I thought they were doing a good job booking Orton that way, too. 
to only to just squash that in the match. That's the only thing that makes me mad is I get having Lesnar go over, but make it at least seem somewhat fair. Yeah. Well, and here's the other thing. I looked I so I looked it up. I was like, what's the tail of the tape on this, right? They're the same height or like within an inch of each other. And Lesnar and him are like within twenty pounds of each other too. So it's not even like like Lesnar's this huge guy, right? But he is still like not even he doesn't really have any like huge or even substantial size advantage on the guy either, you know. Well yeah, I mean Lesnar's He's big. He's 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 cut, but he's not exactly winning Mr. Universe, you know. No. Like he's not a monster. He's he's he I mean, he's a, you know, like when you look at some of the other UFC guys, Lesnar's big. When you look at a lot of other current guys in the locker room, Lesnar's quite big. But you know, in my opinion, like I think Bobby Ashley's more cut than Lesnar was when he was in WWE. Yeah. You know. I think well, and he's big, but I don't think he like if you put him next to other guys that have that body type, like in WWE, like Cena or Triple H or, yeah. you know. Hogan like, back in the day. Hogan, Rock, like he's not. Macho Man, man. Those guys. Yeah. When Macho was really, like, when Macho was really cut, like, I think Macho looks bigger than Lesnar does, you know. Yeah. Granted, Lesnar looks like he can kick your ass. Yeah. And he probably can kick your ass. You know what I mean? The guy's NCW champion, UFC champion, you know. Yeah. Well, and so the interesting thing to say, what we know from from history, is that it doesn't even need to be a long con to set up that kind of feud because Vince McMahon likes using real life. Well, in wrestling, I mean, not even just Vince, just in general, like like life becoming storyline is a thing that happens all the time. Like always, look at the Karen Angle, Kurt Angle, Jeff Jarrett stuff, or look at the, the Hardys, the, the Edge, Hardys. Lita. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they they like doing that. Um, and I give props to guys for not for like going along with that kind of stuff. Um, but it's so, yeah. Speaking of uh, Kurt Angle on that little side <laughs> thing, uh, yeah, he, yeah, a friend of the show, Rhino is. Running for political office here, and yeah. he just did a new campaign video with Kurt Angle in it. And oh, I didn't even know this. Okay, uh, yeah, and rumor is that uh, Angle may be doing some door to door for him. No way. Yeah, that's what. Uh, that's the inside thing I saw. So I think I mean, I'm just like maybe. Uh, you know, I like Ronald to begin with. Now I'm like, I don't live in Dearborn, but maybe I'll sign up to be on his uh, campaign team. <laughs> hey, uh, Rhino, why don't you get a little Kurt Angle action for one of these XICW Best in Detroit's? Yeah, for sure. They'd tear down the house. Yeah. Well, so I, what I thought you were going to say is that we had the – I don't actually know who won the match. Maybe you do. Um, but Kurt Angle versus Cody Rhodes in Australia. Oh, yeah, uh, that finally happened, which was awesome. Yeah. Which is cool, yeah. I don't know who won now. Okay, we'll have to. Well, you know, what? I just watched. We don't that. want to spoil it for you fans, so I just watched that one video clip that I that, I posted. that you posted. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so that's the Lesnar stuff. Um, I think it's an evolving thing. I think it'll continue to be in the headlines for a little while. Um, but yeah, my official statement as a fan, I think I speak for a lot of people, is that he it's boring. I'm over it. They, they, he needs to be knocked down a peg. And, um, you know, they need to – I'm. I, that's – so the thing that I'm worried is that they're going to pick the wrong person to do that. Like it's going to be like Roman Reigns beats him. Well, yeah. Or it could be Rusev. <laughs> no, that's a waste. <laughs> still the, they, they haven't uh, built – so, you know, the other thing too, 
who else becomes a victim in this is so who are they setting up Randy Orton to feud with now? Bray Wyatt. So who's yeah. going to lose? So Randy Orton needs to regain some credibility after being squashed. So who's going to lose? Who's going to get a loss again? Bray Wyatt. Well, and they're breaking the Wyatt family finally. So yeah. that should be good. You think that's good that they're breaking up the Wyatt family? Because they haven't done anything. I'm hoping now that Wyatt family's broken up that they're actually legitimately pushed Bray Wyatt. I think Bray Wyatt's going to continue to be a jabber to the stars, which sucks for him. But or it's and gonna, for us. Or we're going to see a uh, Brothers of Destruction two, as long as Bo Dallas keeps his alcohol <laughs> under control. Yeah. Did you guys see that uh, in the news? Yes. <laughs> was it ever confirmed though? I heard that it was just rumored. I yeah, I don't. I didn't really look to see. Bo Dallas was. There's a rumor that Bo Dallas was drunk and. Singing on a plane, yeah. Which I guess, like, did he get get ejected from the plane? I don't know. Like, like, it's funny, but sometimes it's not like really newsworthy on this show. Yeah, obviously. I just thought it was funny because I I was talking to a coworker at work, and I was just saying that it would be funny if to see them because they really don't acknowledge that that Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas are brothers, and it would be funny to see them doing a. Brother of Destruction gimmick, kind of like what Kane and Undertaker did. Yeah, it'd be a good way to use both of them, I think. No. You'd have to change their gimmicks, though, I think. I think Bray Wyatt. One of them. Bray Wyatt you could keep. Bo Dallas, you'd have to change dramatically. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some pictures of them because they used to tag for a bit in the indies. So they're used to working together. There's some, you know, some photos of them as a tag team. Yeah. Um. So I just wanted to remind you guys the. Uh, Fact that Kurt Angle is working on Rhino's campaign was your Kurt Angle fact of the day, uh, brought to you by Mike Pakalski or in honor of Mike Pakalski. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, so we're getting a little low on time though. Yeah, we are. I wanted okay. to mention that there's been some losses this week in the yes. world of wrestling. Yes. You want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, sure. I can. Um, so two, one um, on a national level and one on a local level, uh, we want to send our condolences and our thoughts and prayers to the family of Danny Cass. Um, Danny Cass is a Michigan wrestling legend. Um, he was the he was um, the that's okay. okay. I know most of it. Okay. Um, he was so there was a classic tag team called the Fabulous Kangaroos. And he was the um, one half of the new Fabulous Kangaroos with um, Lima, Ohio, Ohio's own Al Snow. Um, and But he's had a huge impact uh, around this area. Um, he was a, a trainer at the Can-Am School in Windsor. And he, he had his own place around here. And he um, – one of the things that I read is that his um, – you know, his – so if you look at like someone's training tree, like on like they train this person who then influenced this person or trained that person. He's got like one of the deepest ones in all of wrestling. But he like – you know, Scott Demore was saying that like without him, there'd be no Scott Demore, There'd be no Rhino. There'd be no Can-Am school. Like he's very influential in this area. He was a, actually an amateur wrestling coach in uh, Metro Detroit and he would – he would uh, you know, that's like his wrestling school back in the day – was like a mat 
and he would that's what that like he would teach people all those fundamentals um first and so uh, from all from all around um sounds like he was a really great guy and he's going to be he's really going to be missed um there's a really nice obituary for him that talks about his career, has some pictures that were donated by uh, Supermouth Dave Drayson, and um, just talks has some quotes from some some people like Scott Demore and um, some other people. Um, we're gonna we'll link that on our Facebook for you guys to check out. And actually, interestingly enough, I I found out about this because uh, um, Mr. Cass was actually his funeral was at How Peterson where my dad works. So. Um, yeah, so we don't have funeral information already happened, but he, um, we will share this and make sure you give, uh, it a read. It's, it's a really good, uh, long obituary that talks about all of his, his accomplishments and how he touched the, uh, wrestling world and, and people around this area. Um, also on a national level, we lost, uh, one of the greatest managers, heel managers of all time in the WWE um, Mr. Fuji. So, and, um, he was, a, I mean, he was, he was around during our time. Um, I think most famously for me, like he was the manager for Yokozuna. Yeah. Same here. Um, I remember him throw, he, you know, he, he used to, he would wave the Japanese flag and he would, um, throw salt in the, he had a little bag of salt he would throw in the eyes of his opponents um, and so, yeah, he, he was 82, um, passed away and he's actually, I want to say that I read, he's a several time, um, tag team champion. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of us, um, younger people that only knew him as a manager didn't realize he was actually, uh, a, in ring performer a, for a long yeah, time. So that's, um, yeah. So we've another person that we lost. Uh, this week wanted to mention. I'm glad that you remembered to bring that up, Will. I wanted to do it at the beginning of the show. And I for, and yeah, I, I was kind of surprised so. that he didn't. No, it's uh, okay. Hey, it's, it, we got it. So it's it's, it's good. Um, yeah, so that's that. Uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to the families of those people. And, um, yeah, we'll have uh, information about both on our Facebook page. Yeah, for sure. Um, kind of like switching gears, going back to um, going back to Raw a bit. I want to talk about the Finn Bauer yes, stuff. Let's there's do a lot of a lot of controversies uh, surrounding that match, surrounding what's happening, what's still on off the belt. Um, so a couple things I wanted to address real quick is: a Do you think the fans are being disrespectful? Yes. During that match, yes, I do. Um, so do you think that? The fans should be getting so upset over the belt. No, I feel like so. We are obviously part of this subculture of like smart fans, smart marks, whatever, whatever. Um, internet wrestling community, like you know, we have a podcast yeah, that we talk too. about, you know, our opinions on this stuff. But here, like, I've never been a fan of. Yes, I let people know what my opinion is. Um, and yes, I've, I've chanted things that maybe weren't awesome. Like, but I, I hate when fans hijack a show to their own benefit to get themselves over. And the, and it's usually to the detriment of the, you know, of the people in the ring. And it's like, yes, you know, I used to get mad when, um, 
AJ Lee would be out there and people would chant CM Punk at her or like people chant CM Punk or whatever when they're bored during a match. It's like, you know, CM Punk's not in the ring. So like I get like when that first started happening, like when he first left, sure, that's fine. The chant drives me the most crazy. The what Uh, chant? Yes, that's died down a lot. But for the longest time, the what chant was the – because it's just like, what the people talk, you know? Yeah. I only like when they do it to heal authority figures. That's fine. Yeah. But, like, there'll be someone out there that the fans – like, why are you wetting during a Bray Wyatt promo? Yeah. Even, even like, for a while, the yes chant was getting a little out of control for now. Nah, I, I didn't mind the yes chant because it was – they usually do it at appropriate times. Yeah. You know? Plus, anything that's them showing their – showing positivity, I think, works. But so – you know, what happened at SummerSlam is that you have two of probably the best performers in the company and two that are very popular. Like, um, you know, and Finn f- flew his family in from Ireland and everything, and they bring out the universal title. The fans don't like it. They spend the entire match chanting about the belt. Yeah. Well, and, and I do think that that this is probably a problem. We kind of talked about this in the show. Is that the the belt ceremony should have happened on Raw the next day? Yeah, not beforehand the match. You know they should have waited and, and debuted the belt on Raw to help get pe- fans look into it. Which or I mean, debuted it before, like the Raw before even, just not not that night. Or, or, or debuted it after the match was over. Right, debut it all you want. Let's bring out the belt. Let's redo the big reveal. Um, personally, like. I you know I posted a few memes like some to you guys and stuff like this yeah. about design, but honestly, like I don't think it's that I, bad. It's well, a little lazy, but I kind of I'm not against this this thing. You know, I kind of like the idea of unified belts. The the, the, the belts all look similar. Oh that, yeah, that the, the women's belt looks the same. That the you know and they're just changing the colors because to me, like I'm not a very big fan of the way that the U.S. belt looks right now. Yeah, um, I think kind of looks. Cheesy. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the look of the tag belts, um, but I do like the fact that the, the, the SmackDown tag belts are blue. Like I, I, I like this little. They're, they're making so that's the that's the funny thing is we always call those the penny belts, right? Because they're yeah. copper colored, and I don't like them. The SmackDown tag belts, they're blue, and they're um, you know, and they have silver plates. Yeah, I like those ten times more. I'm just not a big fan of the, the spot the Spartan helmets on. Yeah. There. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I mean, I get what they're trying to do with it, but I'm I just not, you know, like, and like, I never liked the Spender Belt, but. It's just because you're a big Ohio State fan and Michigan State's <laughs> yeah. been beating them the last couple of years. Yeah, no, that's not it at all. Um, I know. But it's just like, I kind of like the Unified Belt. I mean, I am a little worried that they're going to change the IC Belt, and I the IC Belt's the belt that currently I love the way it looks the most. And it's it's classic. Yeah, I love the white IC Belt. I was so happy when Cody Rhodes brought that back. Yeah, so I think it would be weird if all of the belts were like all of the belts on SmackDown were all blue. Like I think there well, should I, be blue I, elements, but not, maybe not all have blue straps. Yeah, like, like, like I posted the, there's a picture, and I don't know how true of what it's supposed to be look like or not, but there was a picture of all the belts have the the same design, but they're kind of color coded. Yeah, you know, and and it was like the U.S. belt was red, white, and blue. The IC belt, I think, was all white. Um, and I'm not against that. Like it, it, it helps. I think it helps a lot in terms of a branding. You know, it keeps their brand looking the same. And B, kind of helps to help like 
bring back a little distinguishing on the belts. But like and again, like I think Mick Foley talked about a bit on his Facebook page, talking about the belt was like the hardcore belt was like presented to him or you know, hardcore belt was kinda like a just it's janky, about what it re- represents. Yeah, it was just a janky looking belt and it's kinda like a it's the stupidest looking belt ever, but those guys worked hard and they for a while the hardcore belt was my favorite belt. Oh yeah. No, I love the hardcore same When when they had that when they had the twenty four seven. Like they were putting on some excellent matches. They did some funny backstage segments with it. They would have and those guys put did the hell of a time, you know, defending that belt, putting on some great shows. Yeah, no, totally. I um I yeah, so I but I just I it doesn't it doesn't even if the belt was terrible, like like we obviously we don't mind the belt that much, but even if the belt was like the worst thing you like, you know, it was literally like they they handed him a, a bucket a full of, of shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you're literally spending all your time worrying about that when you have Seth Rollins versus the the Demon, Demon. King in the in the ring. Yeah, I do. Like, I do. I, that's another thing they did. I didn't like is that I would really have wished to see the debut of the Demon King. Yeah, at, holding it. Yeah, them. not having that on SmackDown. Like I get like they're trying to help build the hype for the non NXT watchers. Yeah, but I think they could have done so much more to build the hype of that character. They could have teased it more, and they could have just yeah. But it's just like that match was overshadowed. I think, and something else we talked about is the we're running out of time here. But the the I think in general the card for SummerSlam was just seemed didn't flow right. Yeah, well, no, and I and I thought was that us, us just being nitpicky or what? And then I saw um, J- Jim Ross was talking about it too, and I was like about how he didn't understand the flow. Um, yeah, well, and it, you know the whole thing about like they had two non finishes in a row to end the end the show, and they did. You know, when I said this last week, I said the title. I don't care who's fighting; the title should always be last. Or they should have ended it with the AJ Cena match. A, yeah. that match was phenomenal. B, in all accounts, people think Cena that was Cena's retirement from full from a full schedule. Yeah, well, R- rumor is that that one of the reasons why that he kind of like left a piece of himself in the ring. And he kind of left the way he was. Is that he's now going to be a part timer? Yeah. So I agree that that was the best match. But if if I mean if you were going to put on if you were going to put a match last that wasn't the title and needed to be the Brock match just because of the way they bill him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But but I think I think that the title match had enough star power that it should have been last. Yeah. I mean, for sure. So so really disappointed by the. Um, the SmackDown title match yeah. too, by the way, but yeah. So we actually talked way too much about Brock Lesnar and all that stuff. So we we there's a couple things on the agenda we didn't get to. We might bring them up next week. Who knows? But um, all depends how the week goes. <laughs> yeah, if we have another crazy week, it might not be. But what you know, whatever. Um, so that's been our show. Uh, thanks for tuning in. This is episode 48 of the Top Rope Review. You can follow us on Facebook, or you. Can, I'm sorry, you can. What do you do on Facebook? Like, you can like us on, on Facebook, Facebook. Or comment on I'm our old. stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can like us, comment, do all that stuff, share our posts and whatnot And um, on Facebook, facebook.com, Top Rope Review. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Top Rope Review. And um, if you don't remember all that stuff and you just want to go to one place, we have topropereview.com. It has how to listen, all of our episodes, all of our social media connections, you can get in contact with us via email there, and there's some pictures of our beautiful faces there as well. So, yeah. That's Go to topropreview.com. 
Uh, check out our episodes on SoundCloud and iTunes after uh, a couple days after the show if you can't catch us live. See ya. This is a previously recorded episode.